0: Putting out the fire with gasoline, putting out the fire with gasoline. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my live stream. I slept in a little bit, getting a, a late start, but that's okay. And uh, man, my kids are playing hooky today. We had such a nice Easter. We're like, you know what? Why don't we spend another day at the ocean? You need a day for mental health. That's what we uh, we told the school. My kids aren't coming in. They need a day for mental health. <laughs> what's going on, Nick Umberchin? How are you? Leslie Larson, what's up, man? How are you? We got Chris Hamilton. Good morning, Lamb Chop. Right back at you, Chris Hamilton. Ted Palawada. Morning all. Nice picture. Not too bad out here, man. The birds are chirping. The waves are calming down. Um the piping plovers are back. Stupid piping plovers. There's a weird thing, especially out on Long Island. And I think it's up and down the the shoreline. I think Jersey and other places. I, I, I ran out of uh shoreline locations very quickly. Opie, good morning. Cheers to you and the squad. But uh we got a bird that's uh called the piping plover, and for whatever reason this bird is very valuable. Very valuable. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm into the nature thing. I have a little environmentalism in me. But uh, the piping plovers are back. And especially here in Long Island, they they do everything they can to protect the piping plover. No one cares about the piping plover. And they got a little twinkle toes. So even if you get close to them, they're like, this is how they move around the sand. And they can fly for, fur fur fur. They can fly for maybe, maybe a total of a second. <laughs> so every once in a while, they'll and get up on, uh, get up off the sand, and then they pop back down. But anyway, what happens is um, they shut her down. They shut down giant areas of the beach and uh, they fence it off to protect the piping plover. It's ridiculous. But cheers to everybody! What's up, Deborah Lundy? How are you? I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie to you. We uh, we had an ama- i mean, an amazing Easter. I think it was one of my favorite Easters. You know, I give credit to my wife. A lot of us should give credit to our wives for making these holidays uh, extra special. I do what I can, trust me. But man, she sets up these kids so nice. It's like a mini Christmas, and uh, we have a whole thing where we. We not we don't just dip eggs and die. We got molding clay and paints, and it, it, it's it's a huge art project every year, huge. And we really get into it, and we uh, decorate eggs for like two or three days, and then you know, then uh, then then the Easter bunny hides the eggs. Oh man, I don't, you know, I'm at that age where, uh, well, not me, but my kids are at that age that. I, we don't think they believe anymore, but they're not willing to acknowledge they don't believe we're in that weird area, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, we decorated the eggs Thursday and Friday and part of Saturday out here. And then um, and then I had a massive, a massive uh, family party on Saturday night. It was a sweet 16 party party my uncle's uh no not my uncle oh my god my cousin's kid turned 16 and they did the one of those famous sweet 16 get togethers that MTV uh had a show about oh my god her dress was as big as a couch i mean they they went all in and it was a it was a wonderful time it was a great time but that was like saturday night right before easter we didn't get home until and we were trying to leave the party early and we didn't get home until midnight and then we had a you know we had to set up the house for easter um so long story short i'm really tired today. <laughs> i'm really tired <laughs> manaj is here starting us off i don't i wouldn't mind a few super chats uh, i'm not gonna lie to you those those peeps those peeps don't come free i like this angle better good morning gh good morning you like this well yeah, I mean I like showing the sun come up over the ocean, but I got a late start, so if I'm pointing the other way, all you're seeing is a, a horrendous glare. So, uh thank you. And I got I got this shield up to block the sun for now. I'm going to say this, a little a little different today. A little different on the live stream. I talk a good game about um living in the moment. I think uh I think we could all do more of that. You know when you're living in the moment. You know when you're doing something where nothing else matters. I mean nothing else matters. And it's really hard to do that on a regular basis. That's for sure. I know. I, I try every damn day to live in the moment. It's not easy. We, we, we all get the pressures of life and all the garbage out there. Um, yesterday, we were living in the moment. Easter itself was, a, was, was awesome. It was what it was. Kids running around, you know, finding Easter eggs and then just having just, like like I said, a mini Christmas. I mean, it's toys and candy and tri- it, just everything. It, I mean, awesome. And then I make a nice breakfast. I got bacon going and the pancakes. And then uh, this is where we were living in the moment. You know, I, I, I talk about this all the time. So when it happens to me, I want to tell you. So uh, later in the day... I uh, I really wanted to watch the final um, round of the Masters. I love my golf. I love watching the Masters. To my father-in-law, who, who's probably watching. I told you, Rom. I told you, Rom was going to take out Cupka, but I didn't watch the uh, the final round of the Masters. No, 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 I did not. My my little kids who aren't that little anymore, and they're growing by the day. My son will probably be taller than me. Uh, this time next year. I, I'm, he's shooting up. It, it, it's deeply depressing. He's gonna be a teenager in a, uh, a couple weeks. Anyway, they're like, uh, daddy, we want to take a walk along the bluffs and go check out the seals. There's an area out here you drive to. And the seals, they hang out in the winter time. Hundreds of them. there's like a little like sandbar off the shoreline. Um, and, and you walk along the cliffs and, uh, and you just check out the seals. So I'm looking at the masters and I'm looking at my little, especially my little girl. And I'm like, all right, slightly bummed at first to be completely honest, slightly. We all jumped in the car with, uh, with doggy and next thing you know, for the next two hours, I'm literally living in the moment. There's no one else around. It was as calm as it is this morning. The water was just flat. I actually sent a picture to my um, my private Instagram group, OP Radio on Instagram. I got subscriptions. And I, I used that picture to say uh, Happy Easter to my little group that is pretty damn cool. And we just walked along the shoreline. There weren't any seals. They're gone. We missed the seals because... Uh, it's, it's warming up pretty quickly out here. I almost didn't need a hat or a coat today, but I was like, I was feeling like a little, a little tired. So I'm like, just put the hat on, man, and do a live stream for the people and be very casual. So, yeah, walking along the shoreline, they're running up and down the bluffs. Dog is losing his mind, running up and down the bluffs, making these Superman jumps that were horrifying me and my wife. But I, I, I had to keep telling my wife that the dog's good. The dog understands uh, that it has to be smart as well. And we just walked for two hours just talking. The kids are rolling down the hill. The dog's running up and down the bluffs. One point, um, the dog ran up a bluff and the whole a whole section uh, broke loose. So he's just uh, sliding down in a giant sand pile that's going down. And uh, it was absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. And I was thinking to myself, at that moment, at that moment, and it was about a two-hour moment, I'm like, there's nothing else in the entire world that matters right now. Nothing, I mean, nothing. And I can't even think of anything that was cooler than that yesterday in recent memory. And I get to do a lot of really, really cool things. And I was like, this is it right here. This is it. You just try to find those moments where you're literally living in it and take it all in. I wasn't thinking about any, I wasn't thinking about Anthony and Bill Burr. I wasn't thinking about podcast numbers. I was, nothing. So cheers. I hope you had a really, really good Easter. Uh, And then, you know, and then it was, and then we uh, got home to the house and um, I cooked up that roast I was telling you about that the local butcher, he took advantage because uh, he just opened a brand new location. He gets great meat. But he raises prices dramatically, so I got a filet roast, uh, like under two pounds for over $100. But oh my God, this thing was one of the best roasts I've ever had in my life. We had a wonderful dinner, and then we played uh, Heads Up, and then we finally uh, called it as far as Easter goes. We had to work my son all day yesterday. My son is really, really smart. Uh, maybe I should talk about more, but he's really, really smart. Both my kids are really, really smart, but I'm talking about my son cause the focus is on him right now. Um, and I know they, they had a really, really good year in school and it's kind of mop up time. They're under 50 days of school before we move out here for the summer. And he, this is what's so weird about these kids these days. My, um, my son doesn't like taking days off. He doesn't like taking days off. So we had to work them all day yesterday. We're like, can't we s- stay another day? And he was holding up the entire house because my wife, uh, she, she can go either way with, with stuff like that. But yesterday, she's like, yeah, man, I wouldn't mind staying another day out here. My daughter's like, my daughter's kind of like me. She's like, yeah, let's stay. <laughs> and My son's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to miss. And he's mentioning classes where I'm like, God, if I was your age, I would want to miss those type of classes. But finally, he gave us the word like, "okay," and that's why we're here today. I saw a great quote from Mark Cuban about why he stays so active and youthful at 65. He said Clint Eastwood once told him, don't let the old man in. (laughs) I like that, man. I don't even know what's old anymore, because like I said, I had this huge family party Um. My, my cousin's daughter turned 16. Giant, I mean, giant party. It was like a wedding. It was so bizarre to me. Um, but it was cool, man. She was really into it. And I got to see some relatives I haven't seen in a while. COVID shut everything down. So we're all just starting to see each other again. And um, I'm looking at my uncles. My, my dad was one of seven. And two of my uncles were there. My one uncle's 80 and he's on the dance floor and he's got a full head of hair and he's just having the time of his life. And he now looks a lot like my dad because my dad was about his age. My dad made it to 74, but uh, it made me kind of happy and sad because the two uncles I saw there, they look a lot like my dad now. And I was like, ah, man, I'm missing my dad. There was a really weird spiritual moment. Oh, I, I got to uh, talk about this really fast. Okay, and me and my me and my wife picked on picked up on it. It was really strange. My uncle, eighty, looking a lot like my dad, um, he just out of nowhere grabbed my uh, my daughter who's ten, and and danced with her, and he's dancing and he's smiling and he's admiring her, and um, the look on his face almost brought tears to my eyes. And I looked at my wife. I'm like, you know, my wife never met my dad, but she feels like she knows him because I, I talk about him a lot. And uh, I look at my wife. I go, if you ever wondered what my dad would think of our daughter, I said her name, but I don't really say her name on these things. There was something, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, like I said, I, I surrender. I, I literally surrender to a lot of things now, especially when it comes to like uh, the universe and spirituality and stuff. But it almost felt like my dad took over my uncle's body for a brief moment to have a moment with my daughter. And I know that sounds crazy. I got to say that. I know. Because when I hear people say stuff like this, I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> but for a moment, my uncle looked way more like my dad and how he was smiling and uh, happy happy. And uh, having a moment with my daughter, I'm like, oh, my God. I, it creeped me out. And I had a little tear because I'm like, that, that's that. Now I know what my dad or, my dad would have thought of my daughter right there in that moment. So I want to thank my uncle. I don't even know if he knows this, but he gave me something um, at that party on Saturday night. And just talking to the my uncles. And it's like, they sound like him a little bit. They smell like my dad. And I was just like, and now that they're like now that they're uh, about my dad's age or a little older uh, because my dad was the oldest by, by far, there was a little separation there, but now they're at, at his age when, uh, you know, when my dad died, I'm like, Oh God, does it, this, this is, this is getting way too familiar now. <laughs> what are you doing? Cardiff?
1: Oh, I have a very important question. I need, I need your help. I need your expertise. I'm going to be in New York City today and I'm a big pizza aficionado and I Are was you really? wondering Yes, and I was wondering in your expert opinion New York City pizza what's better, Domino's or Little Caesars?
0: <laughs> I love that. You know, I don't think I've ever had Little Caesars. I I love my Domino's from time to time, but you got to put the banana peppers on it. Mm. It's the only way that pizza's uh I used to get a I used to get a pie are you from an area where you call it a pie? No. See, when I went to school in um, western New York, and Brian Regan did this bit, but it's it's the God's honest, God's honest truth. I'm not ripping them off because we all said this. We would we would ask our roommates, hey, you want to go in on a pie? And they're like, what, we're going to eat apple pie in the middle of the fucking night? No, I don't want apple pie. I'm, I'm, and that's how we, we, we say pie anyway.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you have any Easter nookie?
0: <laughs> not really oh, no I did oh, not well, I'm sorry <laughs> no I did not we were too busy making sure our kids had a had a lovely oh, Easter lovely. I, I, I spent I spent over an hour I spent over an hour hiding eggs because they're getting older so I got to find better hiding spots if you want to know the truth mm. so at 2 in the morning I'm hiding Easter eggs mm. yeah I will tell anyone it's not the Easter bunny the kids are there yes thank you <laughs> what are you doing on bad. subreddit uh, in the near future? Subreddit oh, surfing.
1: Big, big episode tonight. If, you, if you're around, uh, we're doing a ghost tonight. A ghosts tonight. Ghosts? Ghost stories, yes. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Ooh, do you got a good one?
1: Uh. Yes. Do you believe in ghosts? I believe in a, uh, uh, an existence other than what we see now. But I don't think there's, like, hauntings and stuff, no.
0: Here's my problem with ghosts. Why are they wearing clothes? Yes. All of I a mean, sudden, what? Their favorite flowing dress mm-hmm. now is with them for eternity? That's stupid. Wouldn't you just be naked? Because you, you don't have the, the earth experience anymore. So why would you yeah. give a crap if you're naked to the world as a ghost? And, and
1: why do, they, do ghosts only talk to uh, crazy Long Island women with big hair?
0: Don't get me started on that crap. You know there was a time. Let's say um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go all the way up until nineteen. I'm gonna go all the way up to nineteen eighty. Eighty. Whoa. That those type of people could have got away with their nonsense. Like, well, the signal's coming in kind of weird, so I can only get. I think the name starts with H. I think. Mm-hmm. That's what drives me nuts. Do you have the powers or not? Not this wishy-washy powers. We now, and I say 1980 because that's when our technology started really ramping up. Mm-hmm. So now you're a stupid medium on Long Island with your giant, goofy, hair-sprayed hair. You look ridiculous, by the way. But you need to have your look because you, when you go into a stupid wall bombs on Long Island, you want people to recognize you. So you have to you have to keep that ridiculous hair because mm-hmm. your stupid ego's in the way and you need the attention. Gotta hate her, by the way. She's from Long Island. And then you do readings and it's like, well, did someone important uh, pass within the last five? Of course they have. Everyone has someone important that passed in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And then they have this stupid weak signal where we have Wi-Fi and we can live stream pretty much from anywhere now. Where We're looking at the start of the f universe, but you can't get a signal to the afterlife? Yes. Don't get me
1: started. Oh, hi, doggy. Oh, doggy. Hi, doggy.
0: So don't get me started on that, Cardiff. It drives me nuts. Ghosts that are wearing clothes are stupid. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you where that whole phenomenon came from. You want to know? You want me to blow up your spot? Do you know?
1: Disney. No. Oh.
0: When you see pictures and all of a sudden there's like a, a there's like a Uh, We'll say ghost, lack of a better word right now. There's a ghost in the picture. What is that all about? Especially older photography, my friend. Dust. Dust? No. No, you could actually kind of see the person. There was a time that when you took a photograph, it took like 10 hours. I don't know the exact time, but it took a really long time. So you know when you see those street pictures and stuff? Those people had to just pretty much freeze and wait for the exposure. And then there were some people, just like nowadays, they, don't, they didn't have the time, so they're like, ah, screw this, and they walked away. So their image in these photos are only partly exposed because they left. <laughs> and that's, that's, in a lot of the old photography, that's what the ghosts are.
1: Interesting.
0: So yeah. bring that up on your subreddit surfing. I will, I will. Oh, by the way, Cardiff, I don't even know if that's true. It's just my uh, oh. thought on it. Oh, but say it like you're like an authority, and people will believe you. And I make agree. sure you have a microphone. See, if I had my microphone, then people would believe me more.
1: Yeah, it's like a reporter.
0: Yes, yes, you get yeah. it. Opie can't cook. My my daughter was just praising my cooking last night.
1: What did you cook last night?
0: Um, I we had a roast. From the butcher who uh, moved. Oh location.
1: yes, the roast. Sorry, yes, you, that was last.
0: He night. moved location, so he's like, you know what? I moved location, so I'm gonna I'm gonna raise all my prices across the board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a uh, a little less than two pound uh, fillet roast was uh, over a hundred dollars.
1: You know what you should be doing out
0: there, Ops, around that deck, huh? Some smoking. Smoking? You should smoke. Oh, like meat. barbecue smoking?
1: Yeah. I
0: I don't have I I don't have the patience for like throwing a, a piece of meat in it's some wacky. Wacky a- apparatus that looks like it's a steam engine, and 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 waiting three days to eat it.
1: Yeah, but the payoff.
0: I think you would. I think you have
1: uh, the personality for it. so it's a it's a it's a relaxing day smoking your meat.
0: Smoke. I like to smoke my meat every once in a while. All yeah. right, good brisket, right? With a good oh, rub. Yeah, I love. I don't overdo the rub. I love don't. rubbing my meat. You do. You're a good meat rubber. I love meat rubbing. I love uh, smoking my meat.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think some people might be, if they just tuned in now, yeah. they might not realize we are talking about blowjobs.
0: Oh, no. No, we weren't.
1: Oh, Oh, sorry. Apologize. I got confused. Thank you. Confused and aroused. Sorry.
0: We were we were talking about the good old barbecue.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes.
0: All right, Cardiff. Real. Let's uh let's go. I gotta go for real. Okay. The sun is completely in my face. I went against my own rule.
1: Okay. Um for me, it was worth it. Yes.
0: Can you talk more about the car accident with your father? I know it's personal. How old was he when it happened? It was the crash caused by a drunk driver, Tony Speed. My dad died back in 2004, right before we were uh, coming back to radio. Uh, After having to sit out for over two years, uh, I signed the contract with Sirius XM. I showed my dad the uh, the new technology, and then I went – I went for a little trip back to Boston. Back in those days, I was still going to Boston a lot because I really liked it up there. Never wanted to get uh, kicked out of Boston. Got the call that he was in an accident um, where we grew up in uh, Long Island. We lived on a very, very busy road. Um, and uh, the cars would fly by our house. Our One wall of our house was less than 10 feet from the actual highway. That's how close we were. Growing up, um, the cars sounded like they were going right through our effing living room. And we had a lot of car accidents in front of our house because there was like a curve. There was a curve like this. And then our house was like kind of on the, on, you know, uh, right there. So a lot of drunk drivers would come home from Huntington. They would hit a guardrail and bounce off that. And then what was in their way was our house. And so we had a lot of car accidents right in front of our house. One hit our house when I was a kid. I don't know, I was about 13, 14, somewhere around there. And uh, a car hit our house. They estimated going about 80 miles an hour while we were all sleeping in the middle of the night. Car then flipped like this over and over again, took out the whole side of our house, landed in our in our backyard where we used to play the wiffle ball and and all that stuff. And then we all woke up, obviously, because it was like it was it, the explosion was absolutely insane. I think I got a little PTSD to this day because of that, and I'm not joking. Um, and then, uh, and then the guy is just staggering around in our backyard after this horrific car accident. His car is like, I mean, everywhere. We found pieces of his car for the next ten years as as we were playing in the dirt. But anyway, um, the story goes with that guy. I'm getting to your question, by the way. I'm giving you the backstory. The story goes with this guy, he got a call that his friend was in a drunk driving accident and in bad shape at Huntington Hospital. So in the middle of the night, he went to see his friend that was in a drunk driving accident separate from this one, and he had no business driving. So on the way back from visiting his friend in the hospital for a separate drunk driving accident, he plowed into our house going 80 miles an hour, and the guy uh, was more than fine. And they probably just like tussled his hair and said, oh, you wacky bastard. Do you have someone that could come pick you up? Because, you know, it was like uh, it was uh, it was a time where they didn't give a crap about that stuff that much. No, I'm sure they they didn't arrest him, though. I don't think I I really don't think they arrested him. And I really do think a friend picked him up and and took him away. And then I'm sure maybe he had to go to court. So a lot of history. One time there was a there was an accident outside our house. This was a different one, where uh, in the middle of the night we all heard this guy going, "Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me!" Uh, because that was the only time we had peace and quiet. Like three in the morning, the cars would stop flying by our house. So this uh, this guy is like, "Help me! Help me!" And my dad got up and went outside to see this guy's car upside down on the hood with an electrical uh, power line on top of his car. And my dad uh, literally pulled the guy out of, out of that wreck before anyone got there. No one even knew that the accident happened. We were the ones that called somehow he flipped his car. it skidded and uh, the power line came down on his car. He was trapped and just sitting there. No other cars were really going by because it was the middle of the night. And, uh, And no one called the cops or anything like that because no one heard the accident until we heard the voice of, help me, help me. So fast forward, 2004. My parents were getting picked up to go to a little uh, lovely lunch. Just a lovely lunch, man. Dad's in the back seat, he's not driving. The other thing about my house, everyone was warned not to take lefts out of our driveway because it was a blind spot and these cars would go flying by our house. Even though it was a curve, ah, 55, 60 miles an hour, no problem. So the guy uh, that picked up my parents, the guy and his wife and my parents in the back seat, my mom's like, don't take the left, don't take the left. The guy's like, "Uh, I'll be all right, I'll be all right. And he pulled out, man, and and they got T-boned, they got smeared, they got smeared, and my mom took the brunt of the accident, broken bones all over the damn place, including her collarbone. And my dad was actually sitting away from the impact in the back seat. And he hit his head. He was on blood thinners for a bad heart. And he, uh, he walked himself to the ambulance. He sat in the back. He sat. He sat all the way to the hospital, giving his info talked to the guys, the first responders. They were like, your dad was absolutely lovely. He gave all his info, everything we asked, blah, blah, blah. And by the time they got to the hospital, he was out cold. Too much blood in the uh, in the damn brain. And he lasted about, um, I don't know, a day and a half or something like that. And everybody else in the accident um, survived. <clears throat> so there's the story, morning glory, you know. If he was alive today, he'd be, uh, he'd be, uh, well, he wouldn't be alive today. He would be 93 (laughs) and he was, uh, and he was, uh, you know, he was in bad shape, uh, 80 miles an hour. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, you gotta be lying about that. That's what was told to me. He hit our house. He's talking about the other car accident. This guy hit our house so hard. He hit like, um. If you guys have been with me a long time, we we did a lot of cement work around our our house that we grew up in, and uh, so he hit one of our cement pads after he came across our very very small front yard. Took out the mailbox, went uh, over our very small front yard, then hit the uh, the uh, the uh, the cement work, sorry, of one of our pads, and that launched him. So he almost hit the second floor. By the way, I forgot that part of it. His car went and uh, hit just under the second floor on the corner. And he hit so hard, Dom, that he put a giant crack in the first floor of the house. And we couldn't open our door. And took out, just spun, then spun like this. Uh, I guess he hit just right that um, he didn't just go plowing into the house. He hit and then it just went like this sideways down, down the side of our house. And it took out all my dad's uh, liquor bottles because that's where his bar was, up against the windows. It would be all nice. I remember, like, yesterday, he had all his liquor bottles. Not that he was a big drinker, but he collected stuff. He'd like to people over and offer them maybe a glass of whiskey or bourbon or blackberry brandy. I say that because when I became... Um of drinking age and we were trying to find something to drink in my dad's liquor cabinet. The only thing we could find was the blackberry brandy. So to this day, I hate the blackberry brandy because the car took out my dad's liquor cabinet. That was uh, all on display in the windows. And like I said, I remember to this day, the sun would come in later in the day and it would shine off the bottles and make these cool, like, uh, I don't know, uh, across the living room almost like it was stained glass. But after that car accident, the, um, the whole, I mean, the whole house smelled like bourbon and whiskey. And it was probably one reason why I didn't really like hard liquor uh, uh, for most of my life, because I, it, you know, smelling bourbon and whiskey that soaked into a rug uh, when, when uh, the heat got up to 90 degrees in the summer was not, it was not fun. It was, it was brutal and we didn't have AC in the house. So, um it stunk up the joint for a very very long time and of course we try to clean the rugs and all that but we didn't we didn't have the money really to just replace everything so we we cleaned it best we could hell yeah hey gh mother's day around the corner that sounds like a good time to read that letter from your dad yeah maybe i'll do that more importantly do you forgive the other driver man pat duffy thank you for bringing me back to that story so I rushed home from Boston. Now we're back to my dad's accident in uh, 2004. Um, I got there just in time to watch him take his last breath. I don't know if I would uh, suggest that ever. Um, But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. You know, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I'll say this. It changed what I think of... um, It changed what I think about death because right after my dad took his last breath, uh, what I was looking at in that hospital bed was not my father. It was just a vessel. It was crazy how the attachment to the actual human body that was my dad went away immediately after he took his last breath. Um, it's really hard to explain. And people would be like, well, because he's dead. Yeah, but I was looking at him going, well, a a mere minute ago, I felt everything for this body. And as soon as he took his last breath, I'm like, oh, my God. My, My first thought, really, was where did he just go? Where did he just go? It just stopped? And then I'm looking at something like, this is just a mannequin now. Where did my dad just go? And I know you simpletons. Well, you just died, idiot. No, man, I felt some kind of spiritual thing. And it was really strange that immediately I felt like uh, that there was no connection to that body anymore as far as my father was. So um, but anyway, to answer Pat Duffy's uh, question, um, me and my brother ran around and we talked to everybody. We went to the the firehouse and we wanted to talk to the people that were there to really get a sense of uh, you know, what was going on with my dad after that accident and we got good information and all that. And to this day, um, there is somebody out there that there's no other way to say it, killed my dad. And I don't know who that person is. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know their name. I don't know where they live. I would assume they live local to where um, you know, this accident happened. They never reached out to us. Knowing my brother, I'm sure he stalks uh, the person on a daily basis. <laughs> but I chose not to know anything about the person. And I was like, if this person wants to come forward, and I'm surprised over the years they never did because, you know, I downplay it, but I was a, I was a high-profile figure. So someone someone absolutely knows that they killed Opie's dad. They absolutely know that at this point. Um, and they never came forward. They never apologized, nothing like that. And, and, you know, the thought was that they probably weren't paying attention to the road. I mean, no one was in their car, so we don't know for sure, but the, um, the investigators basically said whoever, whoever, well, they knew, I guess, I guess they knew I was in Boston. So I, I, you know, by the time I got down to long Island, uh, you know, the whole accident site was pretty much cleaned up, um. But they're, they they just assume that this person, I think it's a woman, like was looking down. Were they looking at their phone? I, I have no idea. Do I forgive them? Man, that forgiveness thing is a little weird, don't you think? I forgive them, but I, but I'll never forget. That's a good question, Pat. I don't have an answer to that. You know, in in recent, like, years, I'm happy that I don't have answers to things. (laughs) I'm happy about that because I always felt like I had to give an answer. My answer is I I don't know if I forgave uh, this person. I don't know. I don't think about it that often. It just happened to come up uh, this morning. Sorry to hear that, sir, That's tough. I'm sure he was proud to see you uh, found the greatest radio show ever. Yeah, my dad was a huge fan of Opie and Anthony. He was really, really cool. Gave me a lot of advice. Some of it I wish I took. Um, And uh, he would call into the show in the early days here and there. It just sucked because he, you know, I had to wait two two hours. God, I wish it was two hours. I had to wait over two years to get back to doing uh, what I love, which is doing radio shows. And I was just getting back into the game. Just came home to show him all the – Uh, all the, uh, the, I, I showed him like one of the first XM units. I had pictures from like, um, I don't know, something we did to announce that we were coming back and I was showing him all the pictures. And the last picture I took of my dad, like I, I set up the TV so I could just, uh, you know, show him all the pictures and some videos of what was going on as we were getting back into radio on satellite. And then I turned and he was on the, he was on the floor kind of leaning on an arm and i captured the last picture of my dad and he was he was so proud and so happy with this giant smile on his face knowing that uh you know i was going to be okay cuz he was with me man that those two years that we just sat there like idiots doing nothing it was it was it was really rough nowadays it's like you know with live streaming and uh, this was before social media when you got fired from a big job like that no no one knew what you were up to. You would have to write individual letters to people. <laughs> so a lot of people wondered, uh, wondered what the hell is going on with these guys. And we just sat there and rotted for two years. Bill writes, I'm with you. My dad died in a horrible truck accident in 1982. I can never forget them for taking my dad. Yeah, so I just chose not to know anything about this person. But over the years, I've really hoped and uh, wished that this this person would reach out to us and they never, they just never did. They probably were like, oh, that was a pain in the ass. Now my insurance is going to go up. And who's going to fix my car? You know how we are, right? But then you learn about this forgiveness thing. There's like, you you could forgive someone but uh, you know, never forget. But you can forgive someone. I, I'm having a tough time with that concept, and I certainly study it and try to try to understand it on a regular basis. But man, I'm not there. I'm not there because I know the the lady that uh, killed my dad was probably like, now I'm gonna be late for yoga. She's probably a yoga person that never learned anything from her dumb stretches. Gotta hate yoga people that don't learn anything from their dumb stretches. I'm very, very spiritual. I do yoga. As soon as they get in the parking lot they're yelling and, and screaming at somebody. Shut up. I'm on to
1: you.